perception, perception is, is reality. Reality. Ladies and gentlemen, to the 100th episode of Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. I'm Carla Carnes, and it's good to be with you. We hope you're all doing well. Thank you for joining us for this big episode. Before we get started, I would like to ask you to share the show with everyone you know. We can be found on all major podcast wait, whoa, hosting sites. Wait, wait, wait. The, those, are, uh, those are my lines. You're reading my lines. Oh. Uh, <laughs> No I'm problem. Sorry. No worries. You didn't do too bad. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Christopher H. Bilbrey. That is Carla Carnes. Welcome. As she was saying, we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites simply by searching Bilbrey Podcast. That's B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Podcast. We can also be found at the home link of perception.fireside.fm. As well, you can always catch up with us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bilbrey318, be sure to jump over there and join the conversation on Facebook. So before we get started in tonight's episode, I do want to say, of course, you are probably wondering who Carla is. If you will remember back, I interviewed her a couple episodes back about her small business and how COVID-19 was affecting that. And during the interview process before and after the show, it became apparent that Carla was interested in what had been happening politically at the state level, at the local level. She was interested in the podcasting process, and as many of you know, I've been talking for some time about trying to add folks to the show or another voice to the show to give another opinion or to give a different set of beliefs and views on the issues that we discuss. So we thought, what the hell, why not give this a try? As you're aware, if you've been here for some time and as you will learn if you're fairly new to the show, I like trying out different things and I like trying to do what can be good for you guys as an audience to hear. I've had others on the show not just in an interview style, but that have been here just to give their commentary on what we're talking about. My brother's obviously been on a couple times. Producers Kate and Niles have both been on a couple different times. Audie Barber was on a couple different times, as well as a few others. And so after talking with Carla, it became, like I said, apparent that she was not only interested in the podcasting process, what goes into making a show, but 
she's somebody who is interested in learning more about politics and making herself more knowledgeable. And because that's the main drive of this show, informing the listening audience on the importance of being active and involved and bettering government through your citizen involvement, the light bulb went off and I thought, why not offer her the chance to come on, give her point of view on things that we discuss, allow you guys the chance to see her progress in learning how the process goes, and keep in mind this, that she's going to offer a different viewpoint on on everything because of her station in life. Of course, she's a woman, she's a mother, we are different in the fact that we have different perspectives, and that's important to keep in mind when we talk about what we talk about here, because we are all different, and nobody should agree 100% of the time, nobody should disagree 100% of the time, so having a different voice on and a different perspective, somebody that you guys can learn to trust, somebody that you guys can come to count on is important because that is the cornerstone of everything that we talk about in politics. Because it's important to be able to have conversations and to talk through things when we agree, but specifically when we disagree. Being able to come to that understanding and value everybody's right to have the opinion, whether you value the opinion or not, that's another story, but that is the cornerstone of the American political system. So without further ado, join me in welcoming Miss Carla Carnes to the show in a little bit different role than before. Hopefully this will work out and she'll stick around for a while. So welcome, Carla. It's good to have you here. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. So people will probably be wondering what's going on specifically if they missed your episode. So why don't we give a little bit of a recap? You are from Newcastle, Henry County, Indiana. You're the owner-operator of a small business that has been affected by COVID-19, correct? Yes, sir. And now we received some good news from the governor last week, but as of the date of this recording, you're still currently affected by the shutdown, correct? Oh, absolutely. Like, I think it's going to take a little while to come out of everything that the COVID has caused. So it's it's going to take a little bit, but we're going to get there. So because of the free time that you have and because of your growing interest in politics and in the process that has brought all this on, you've said that you would be interested in helping out on the show, but you're not somebody that's been a political junkie your entire life, correct? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but throughout this, you have started to become more interested and you have started paying attention to what's going on. And for example, I had noticed that you had started making posts on social media about what was happening locally with your mayor, your county's county commissioners, and the governor. And so I, I have noticed your progression from somebody who wasn't really interested or somebody who really didn't know what was happening to somebody who's now paying attention and that is what the crux of this show is about learning that it's never too late to get involved it's never too late to get active something is always better than nothing and so that's why I thought what the hell let's let's give you a shot a couple weeks back you helped me on an interview 
when we interviewed Rachel Atwood from Michigan, and you did wonderful in that interview. I heard a lot of feedback from various listeners all over who said you did wonderful. They really enjoyed it because had it just been myself interviewing Rachel, it would have fallen a little flat. But having you there brought to the interview the perspective of a woman and the perspective of a mother, and that people really enjoyed that. And in that interview, it added depth. So that was good because, you know, that's something I would never be able to do and and that you were able to help out with because obviously you're a woman and obviously uh, you're a mother. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, Yes, sir. So for those that didn't tune in to episode 94, or even for those that did, we just mostly talked about your business. Why don't you give us a little bit of background on who you are and uh, tell us a little bit uh, of your story? Well, it all started in 1981. No, I'm just kidding. That's great. No, I'm a a mom of two amazing little boys, uh, six, and the other one's going to be five in July. I own a hair salon. I did hair for 20 years. I've had my salon independently for the last um, 12, I believe it's been 12 now. Time is getting scattered, obviously, with the quarantine, but we are just uh, ready to get back. It's just, you know, trying to live life to the fullest and trying to stay as positive as possible while maintaining as much normalcy as we can. So pretty much we do a lot for the community. We love to help people. It's just one of those things like you do what you can, you do it as best as you can, and then you know you're a good person at the end of the day. So that's just kind of my motto. (laughs) Stay good and good things happen. That's the way, way to be positive. All right. Everyone knows, and I've said it even here, that I've been thinking about adding another voice or another opinion to the show for a while, and it's not for any other reason than it's better for the audience. Of course, producers Kate and Niles are still doing what they do. Of course, I'm still researching and doing what I will always do. I mean, of course, but having a different point of view is good. And now with this being the 100th episode, I I had planned way back when... You know, in the olden days when we were still being able to go out in public uh, of doing like a live show for this episode and having people come around and and having having the um, equipment set up at like a bar or someplace and having various different people come in and talk from the other 99 episodes And, of course, that kind of fell through, and with everything that has been occurring, you know, it just really didn't seem possible to do anything like that. So, basically, the big 100 is not going to be anything special, and we'll have to do something later on once we're out of COVID-19, once things are up and running again. We'll have to see what we can do, but tonight's show is basically going to be just a conversation between Carla and I talking about maybe what lies ahead. We can use this opportunity a little bit to explore somebody who is just now starting to get active, who's just now starting to get involved, and we can kind of look at what she knows now, and I'm, I'm saying this without having spoken to her about this, so I apologize about this, and this is kind of springing this on her, but we'll kind of take a look at where she's at, and then we'll be able to measure that over the next several episodes as she starts to become a little bit more knowledgeable on 
different aspects of politics and we'll of course be interested in her point of view both from the perspective of someone new to politics and as her point of view on all of this from just where she is at in her life. And so since we are here at this 100th episode, I figured what better time than now to look ahead, make any changes that we might make for the next batch of episodes, and move forward from there. We are quickly approaching our break, but when we come back, we will continue to dive a little further into Carla Carnes, find out a little bit more about her, and look at what role she'll be playing here at the podcast. This is episode 100 of Perception is Reality. I'm Christopher H. Bilbrey, and she is... Carla Carnes. And we'll be right back. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. All right, welcome back to this 100th episode of Perception is Reality, and I've got to say, we're both just a little nervous. Uh, I'm sure you can probably tell that. (laughs) This is only the third time that she's ever done this. It's the first time that we've done it in this manner with no other guest, or like in her episode where we were talking about stuff that she was familiar with. Of course, this is a little bit different, which means, of course, she's nervous because this is the first time that she has been acting in this capacity. I'm nervous because, of course, this is the first time I have had somebody kind of acting in this capacity and here during the full recording process. It's not somebody that I bring on for an interview and then punch in later. It's it's a different it's a different type of deal, so there's going to be some bumps and bruises and hiccups along the way. So just hang in there a little bit with us, if you will. Of course, this is the 100th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm Christopher H. Bilbrey. She's Carla Carnes, and we are delighted to be with you all. Carla, how you doing? Are you all right? You breathing? I am wonderful. <laughs> I am good. Thank you. <laughs> All right, all right. Um, So this is obviously mostly a political show. Mm-hmm. It's a community show. I look at it as like a diary. I don't. I don't keep a diary. I don't. I don't journal or something like that. But it, this is my version of that. I cover what's going on in my life, and my life is mostly politics. But I don't just cover politics. I very frequently cover community interest pieces and other topics of interest to me and to the folks that listen. And as everyone knows, one of my main interests is getting folks interested and active in their community. And now most of the time that's dealing with politics, whether we're talking local, state, or national politics, mostly local and state for what I'm doing here. But it doesn't always involve politics. 
the main drive is being a better citizen in the community, focusing on common sense and trying to root out those that are in leadership positions in the community that are doing harm to the community. One of the taglines I say here a lot is better government through citizen involvement. And if you have better government, you will have a better community. But then, of course, there are times when I talk about extremely personal subjects like divorce or love or dealing with the death of a parent or things like that. Things that will bring me closer to the audience. Topics that will allow the audience to reach out to me once they've heard an episode and say, yeah, that made me feel better. That sounded just like what I went through, or I didn't think of it that way. And so it's just a way to connect to the audience so they know that I'm very similar to how they are. Whether we agree or disagree, we're all living a life that's fairly similar here in in the Midwest or, or wherever you're listening to this. We're all part of the human condition, and that's one of my main driving forces is just teaching people how I live, And if it can help them, great. If it doesn't help them, great. Maybe they'll look at what I do and say, I don't want that. I don't want that mess. And they'll go another route. And so that will will help them. And that's something that that matters to me, that they know that whether they agree or disagree, I'm going to be honest with them. I'm going to tell them the truth. They can come here and find the truth that I'm not making things up, that I am connecting with them, and that they know that they have that connection with me and that they can trust me. And so most of the time it's politics, but it's not always politics. Like, for example, episode 99 had to do with a new hurdle in my life that a lot of people have dealt with. It has to do with the fact that my grandfather, who is battling dementia, uh, for the first time on Saturday he didn't recognize me. (laughs) That's uh, heartbreaking. And so, yeah, that's that sucks. And so that's what I talked about for episode 99. And so I very much want for your approach to be the same with the show. I want folks to know that they can connect with you. Because the biggest thing here is it doesn't matter if somebody agrees or disagrees with me. It doesn't matter if they like what I say or they dislike what I say. They can, I at least hope, trust that after all this time, they understand that I'm going to bring them information that is true. They might not like it, but it doesn't make it not true. Right. And then, of course, the other side of all of this is a lot of times folks get their news from me, either from these audio podcasts or the live video podcasts. I don't consider myself a journalist. I don't consider this a news program. However, that doesn't stop the fact that a lot of times news is broken here just because of the nature of the beast, but I consider myself to be a commentator, and the folks know that, but they know that they will find truth here. To crib a line from Superman, truth, justice, and the American way. And so with that, of course, the biggest part of the show is politics. And so even though you're not a political junkie, as you have admitted, you have voted in the past, correct? Absolutely. So where do you fall on the political spectrum? Well, well, okay. I seem to lean more Republican on the belief system that I kind of have and the things that I see. Now, with that being said, I am not a straight ticket person. So I literally, every time that there's, a, there's an election coming up, 
I like to Google and research and dig as much as I can per candidate. I'm not just going to completely cut someone out because of their party that they claim, because I, I seriously believe that there's something that everybody can take from on one part or another. And I like to just look to see which one I agree with more. And that's how I make my decision, whether that's right or wrong. People like that or not. That's just how I do things. Well, that's exactly not wrong. That's exactly, that's exactly right. And that's one thing I can tell you since, since we've been talking that um, I can tell you're someone who does research. That's very big. That's very, very big uh, yeah. in, in my eyes. That's something that I'm, I'm very into. Um, I, I research everything and I try to get, uh, both sides, both opinions. Um, mm -hmm. as I said a moment ago, I don't look at myself as a journalist. I'm not here to tell someone the information straight down the center and let them decide for themselves. I will tell them factual information. I will bring them every bit of fact that I can, but then I put my opinion in it. That's the whole point of being a commentator. I have my my agenda. I have my biases, and I let people know that. Although I consider myself a constitutional conservative, uh, a Republican, a right-leaning libertarian, I can also see it from the left's point of view. Whether I agree or disagree is another, is another thing, but I can put myself in both sides of the argument, and common sense rules the day with me. Again, that being said, I do break news here a lot, just because of the fact that I am in the situations I am in. I have developed friendships with various folks on all levels of local, state, and federal government, and I have sources, and I have connections with people who will try to get information out, people who could probably be seen as whistleblowers and honestly just folks that like to talk you know that's one of the things that i say here is everybody talks even oh, people <laughs> you know even people that don't know and you know that because of, of your do. position so <laughs> i do for sure well talk about that for a second because that shapes who you are that shapes your belief system because you hear it all i mean the old the old joke is that people will talk to a hairstylist or a barber before they'll talk to a preacher or a psychologist i mean you hear it all you talk to the public you know about everything going on you talk to everybody in all walks of life. I mean, you hear what drives the community. You're hearing about politics. You're hearing about love. You're hearing about hate. You're hearing about the affairs, the good, Scandal. the bad. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes, so, no, you're right. You're totally right. Like something that I, I noticed like back 20 years ago when I got into beauty school, I will never forget the teacher telling us, she said, point blank, you do not talk about religion. You do not talk about politics. <laughs> well, that was fine in school because that didn't happen. Right. <laughs> we were in school and we, we could have cared less at that age. But let's be honest, that's, those are things that make the world go round. Those are things that people really are passionate about. I hear not only about politics, something that I I can honestly say with, without sounding like cocky about this or whatever word you want to use, I can take every single opinion and never devalue the person because to me, their opinion matters. And I think all of my guests over the last 20 years have known that that's how I feel. Like they can sit there and I can completely disagree with a hundred percent of what they're saying. And I will smile and respect them because that's how our U S is built. We're allowed to have those opinions. Yes. So, but I do, I hear about things that I will never repeat because you know, they, 
they confided in me. And a lot of women don't have the support system maybe in their family or they don't have a friendship of someone close to them that they can talk to or they don't, you know, they're, they're going through struggles and they want another opinion that is outside of their realm of normal life. And I think that that's where we come into play at. It's a respect thing. I, I take it as like the highest compliment when somebody comes to me with problems, which I hear a lot. And I'm thankful that I can be there for them. I've had people, I've helped them through death. I've helped them through divorce. I've helped them through losing homes and just, I mean, losing family member. Every, every single way possible that somebody's life could get in shambles, I've helped somebody through it. And that means the world to me. Absolutely. That along with the fact that you're not pristine. I mean, you've lived a life and you've had scrapes and bumps and bruises and, and it's not like you're, you know, you're not 18, you're not an 18 year old kid. You know what I mean? You've, you've mm -hmm. lived a life. And so you've got some, some experience on you as well. And that's, that's yep. always good. One of the things that drives me, and it's something I say a lot is exactly what you said. What's wrong with the world today is for the last 60 years, 50 years, people have said, you don't talk about religion and you don't talk about politics. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you cause a situation where we're now in America in 2020 and we're just really a rather godless and uh, and and intelligent less uh, society people don't know who affect their lives the most there people can tell you about Kim Kardashian and people can tell you about <laughs> Kanye West people can't tell you who affects their lives because the roads are being fixed uh, in their communities. You know, they they might know about what's going on on the national stage because oh, it's cool to bitch about Donald Trump or Nancy Pelosi, right? And you should know about that. I'm I'm a federal political junkie, every bit as much as I am state or local, but it's where affects you the most that really matters, and you are affected day in and day out by the people on your local level, your county level, the the state level. And so that is what people need to pay attention to and to have those discussions. We've grown into a society where people either love the First Amendment and want to blast everything out, but they don't want to hear it from anybody else. Yep, or you <laughs> that is true. That or you have the side of the people who who don't want to hear it from anybody because they're afraid they're going to be triggered, and that's not a good way to look at it either. But but both of these sides are people who say, I want my either my voice heard or I want my opinion heard because I don't want to hear anything, but I, I will not listen to somebody else. And, he, and here's the number one thing to keep in mind. You have a right to say whatever you want to say, the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's what the First Amendment does. And I will fight for your right. You you should have that right. Now, that doesn't mean anybody has to give a shit. You know, that, that's, exactly. that's some of the biggest problems we face is there's, there's a culture in America right now that believes that you have to care about what someone's opinion is, and, and you most certainly do not. And so, you know, that's where you will be good because you, you, like you said, you have talked to all kinds and, and you have clients and have had clients. We'll say it that way as to not get you in trouble. You have had clients in the past that you loved and I'm sure you've had clients in the past that you, you don't like, but because of the job that you're doing at that position, you know, it don't, that the personal doesn't matter. 
Right. And it's just getting down to business and doing that thing. And that's very much how this this show is, how, how I drive this show. Sometimes people think that something's personal when it's not really. And now those are generally the people who are personal friends with somebody. Like, so for example, if I'm going after a candidate that I think is a bad candidate, or if I'm going after an official that is in office that I think is doing bad rather than doing good for the community, you'll get people who will say, wait a minute, that person's my friend. Well, being a friend doesn't have anything to do with being a good leader. If you can argue policy, argue policy. And if I'm arguing policy, I don't want to hear about your friendship. I understand you're friends with a person. I get it. And it's great that so-and-so is a good friend. And it's great that you've known so-and-so for 25 years. And it's great that so-and-so was a teacher. Or it's great that so-and-so taught softball. That's wonderful. That doesn't mean so-and-so is a good elected official and is doing right by the community. We have to learn to be able to fight policy. We have to be able to understand what debate is, and we have to be able to understand that we can agree, we can disagree, and we can understand the point that's being argued and agree to disagree without hating each other. That's mm -hmm. what we have to teach people to do. We have to teach people the proper way to be able to have arguments, the proper way to understand a topic and be able to research it, talk about it, and debate it if need be. Because if you have a point of view and you have thoughts and feelings and opinions, but you can't express them or you can't stand behind your opinion, well, then that really doesn't mean anything. I mean, that would like be like me coming on here and talking a bunch of stuff and someone saying, well, why do you feel that way? And I'd be like, I, I don't know. I get that so many times. People try to fight me on different things or try to debate me on topics, and I push them. And if you push them very hard at all, they just fall apart because there is no substance behind what they're actually saying. They're just talking to talk. So... Well Go ahead, Christopher, go ahead. To, touch, to touch back on something, absolutely. I think it honestly comes down to respect. I feel yes. like there's a lot of respect missing because it's it's within it. Like you would never go to a restaurant and get mad and argue with a person across the table who ordered something you don't like. You yeah. would respect them and let them do their business. But like that is the problem here. It's like people have the hardest time ever just to respect other people. We do it when we open up doors. We do it when we sit down at restaurants. We do it in clothing stores. We do it at the gas station. But why, for some reason, people can't do it politically? I'll never understand it. Like, I don't get it. I never, honestly, was big into politics like we talked about. But since this has affected me the way it has, I have studied and studied and studied to find out how I can help things change in the future. It has been a huge huge issue for me now. Something I'm guilty of. I knew more about TV shows probably in music than I, I would say music than I did how I was affected locally. So this has been an, a huge learning curve for me to, to get to know what I can do, what I can help, how I can get involved. So uh, I'm pretty excited about going forward with that because I, I'm interested to know what I can help change now. You know, it's like a whole nother level. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. And okay. this is probably this is probably bad, but it's going to be a great teaching moment. So a couple other phrases people always hear me say are it's better late than never. 
It's better late than never, and something is always better than nothing. Something is always better than nothing. Yeah. And here's what it boils down to, all right? I understand not everybody is going to be like me. I've been doing what I've been doing in the political arena for going on 30, 30 plus years now, okay? Not everybody is going to be like that. Most people are going to come to the game late. They're going to come to the game when they are more advanced in life. So basically older. And you are the perfect example. My brother and I just did a podcast episode a couple episodes back. And I talked exactly about you without knowing I was talking about you. You are the perfect example of what happens. Most people, they get out of high school, they go to college or they get a job, either one. They're, they're young, they're dumb, they're out partying, they're, they're with their friends, you know, worried about getting laid or meeting guys, meeting girls, doing their thing. And politics, it doesn't matter. I remember when my brother, who, who Andrew Craig, lives in Texas, he's the chemical engineer, very, very intelligent, is very politically active. The listeners just heard him in a podcast a couple episodes ago. You just heard from him last week when I was talking with him, and you were able to hear him going off about things. And he's only been that way for like the last six years. Before six years ago, he couldn't give a shit less. I would tell him, oh, you need to get registered to vote while you're at Purdue. I don't know anybody up here. I don't care. Why would I do that? And I'll be honest, I have grown into the understanding that, yeah, that's probably best because what would have been bad is if he would have went up there and he would have registered and he would have walked in and just voted blindly. Because if you vote without knowing, (laughs) you can really do damage. And you can. And that's always been scary to me. Like, I've never wanted to go blindly into any situation. So that's why I always research like I do now. A- absolutely and that's that's a that's a big thing that's a big thing I, I got involved because my grandmother was involved I she took me up to Democrat headquarters it was packed there were people in there wall to wall and they were smoking cigarettes and it it hurt my eyes and it was badass I was like this is awesome what is this and she's like yeah you, you know if you you like this you know I, I you know I can take so you know she started taking me back and and I would go work elect and I would work for candidates and and so I grew up into this most people aren't most people are like you most people you know are like my brother grow up get out of get out of high school work get go to college do whatever get a family settle down they're living their life doing their thing and their neighbor puts a fence on their property five feet over too far mm-hmm. And they're like, wait a minute. And so they they call the police. The police don't do anything. Uh, we've talked about this. And, and, yeah. and they, they go to the council meeting and nothing happens. So then they get involved because they feel like they've been wrong, right, wrong, or indifferent. Then they're involved mm-hmm. at 45 years of age. Well, mm-hmm. you're, not, you're not 45 <laughs> and your neighbor nope. <laughs> didn't put uh, a fence on your yard, but you're going along minding your own damn business, doing your work you know have some employees you're helping them do their thing you've got kids to feed and you know no one's fault was the covid-19 well china's fault it was china's fault but no one politically in the united states was at fault with covid-19 however because of politics because of the fact that covid-19 hit during an election year 
different things started happening from the national on down, from from president to the governor to the local officials. They all started acting in ways that maybe they would differently had it not been an election year. And later on in another episode, we will dissect right, wrong, or indifferent what various leaders have done during this time. But whatever the reason, various leaders acted, the president, the governors, and local leaders, and one of those governors acting was Governor Eric Holcomb. I've been very critical of his actions throughout this pandemic and throughout his term as governor, but Holcomb acted, and he acted in ways that then affected your life. Absolutely. snap like that, you were involved in politics. I mean, Um, that's exactly right. Like, I don't think you pay too much attention until it directly affects you. And and I know every day does and like the every day, but when you don't see the actual problem and you don't feel the hurt from the actual problem, we ignore it. It's like out of sight, out of mind. And, and it's not a good way, but it's a very normal way. I think a lot of people do it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's nothing There's nothing wrong with that. That's what I mean by better late than never. All right. Yeah. You didn't start when you were eight years old. You're not a freak like I am. All right. Great. That's fine. <laughs> you started You started six weeks ago. Better yeah. late than never. Now, here's the next thing. Somebody gets active or let's even say they've been active for a while. Not everybody has to go to every meeting in their community. Not everybody has to know what's going on on every board or not everybody needs to know what's going on in several cities. I mean, honestly, there's no reason to know or or care really about what goes on in Henry County for me because Henry County doesn't affect my life in any way. Now, I know what's going on in Henry County and I know the people that are involved in Henry County just because I'm interested and because of what I do here on the show. But for someone just getting involved or for someone who lives in Eaton, Indiana or who lives in Middletown, Indiana, all you really need to do is be concerned with your community. You don't have to be like me. I understand that. And that's why I always say something's better than nothing because taking that a little bit further, if you're just getting involved, you don't have to know it all. Just focus on a few simple things. So here's where I'm putting you on the spot. And this will be an interesting experiment as we continue along with further episodes and as you get further involved to see how far you evolve in this. Okay. And so don't be mad at me, but who can you name (laughs) from Um, your local government? Local government. Meaning the city of Newcastle. Okay, okay. I know that there's um, Rex Paul, and I'll tell you, um, I know that name more from school, so I kind of followed that person anyway. Um, I know that there's Aaron Dickin, some of the council people. I know that there is, let's see here, Jerry Walden. Now, I don't know that name. I know that was with Water and Sewage only because I looked that actual situation up like i looked up and read that before you know so i have read about the the park situation whenever i seen a post from like mike guffey i mean i know quite a few just from scenarios that i have looked up like i can't honestly say that i studied and knew all these people right i looked them up when it became a problem that i had to Uh, and that's kind of my my way to learn it like i'm gonna check it out and look into it whenever i have an issue lynn purdue that was another one do you know what district you live in on our district yeah like, are, um, are you in, like, like city council district, are you in, like, 
or, or ward. I think they call it a ward in. It's in, five, I believe. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm, that's. I, am I, I right? I, no, I I don't know specifically. Yeah, uh, I believe it's five. I, I believe it's five. Like, okay, I you might be right. I I can't recall. I you're right close, but I I here's the deal. I didn't think you would know that. I so you you kind of uh, showed me. Um, love the faith. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I may totally be wrong. I'm just kind of trying to retract what I've read before. So that's good. The point is, if you wouldn't have known any of those names, that's okay because you're learning. And so what what will be interesting is to see how much you learn as you continue going through this process. And this is one of the real big points that I want to tell everybody listening. No matter what level of involvement you are at, if you're just a beginner, or, or matter of fact, if you're not involved at all and you just listen to this for whatever reason, no matter where you live, you need to find out the, the names of the folks that are your city council members, your district or at-large members, your county council district or at-large members. You need to find out your state representative and your state senator because above mayor, above other positions, your representatives on the state level and your city county or town council members are the folks that are elected to represent your interest. And depending on where you live, if you live in a county or a city that has any size to it at all, if you have a five or seven or nine member board, you will have at least a district counselor and at least one at-large counselor, if not a district counselor and three at-large council members. And those are the people that you would take issues to and take problems to. And so everybody needs to learn their representatives because one, they're the people you would go to in a problem, and two, they are elected and paid to represent you. So let me ask you this, what you've been looking up on your own and what we've been talking about and what's been going on, do you feel like you are grasping that all right? Do you feel as somebody in your shoes that might be a new beginner, do you think it's information that's easy to learn or do you feel like it's overwhelming? Um, I think in the very beginning it was because honestly, like I said, I'm a very normal person that's never been involved in politics. So anytime I had an issue, like I said, that's when I would look it up and I would start small. I would literally go to Google and I'm like, who is in charge of this part of <laughs> this situation in Newcastle? <laughs> like I would literally look up the certain things and it wasn't overwhelming because it was on my time and it was on my watch and it was out of my curiosity. So I think if it was something though that was forced, then I, I would be completely overwhelmed. Now I'm actually surprised at how many people are involved. I didn't realize there were so many officials in the city. That was something that kind of surprised me, but I understand why that's important. Like to be able to delegate certain things out, to be able to make sure not all the pressure is on one person. Like I understand the process more now than I ever have. Sure. And I think it's super important, but no, I don't think it's been overwhelming yet. <laughs> Absolutely. I say that lightly. <laughs> I, I completely understand what you mean. All right, so something else I've wanted to hit on here is this has always been a place, like I've said, where I've wanted people to feel like they could come and debate whether we agree or disagree. They could share their opinion. When they get on my live video episodes, that's a place they can interact. I always put my phone number out here for the studio number. They can contact me, 765-546-9796. I have my email, khbilbury at gmail.com. They can get a hold of me on Facebook. I want them to interact with me, and, and they have been interacting. However, in about the last 20 or so episodes, 
the listener base has really increased. The amount of listens, the amount of downloads, and the amount of listener contact reaching out and the communication between the listeners and I has really increased. I think some of that has to do with the COVID-19. People have been home and they've oh, not, not had things I've been to- on here. What? I was hoping I was hoping it was because I was on here. But that's not right. <laughs> well, you like, know, I'm, now, just, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> this is only going into people's ear holes. If this was videoed, <laughs> I, we would probably have many, many, many more. Oh, uh, now, now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got, I got to, I got to ham it up a little bit. Uh, but so the, the thing is. I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to everyone who's been here for an episode. If this is your first episode, thank you for being here. If you've been here for 10 episodes or 30 episodes, thank you. And if for somehow you've managed to stick with me since the beginning or since they were just the Facebook Live videos, God bless you and thank you, thank you even more. I'm going to ask that you all please continue pushing this platform, continue pushing the show. Let people know where they can find these episodes. Let people know where they can find the live video episodes. Let people know how they can get in contact with us. Something we'll have to do is get an email set up so people can get in contact with Carla. You oh, can absolutely. check at your your time, you know, so it's not just going off at, at all hours and, and whatnot, but it's something that you can log into and look, and, and if somebody wants to pass along information or wants to ask you a question, that they can, and, and uh, it's something that would be at your time, but... That's- I think that's super important though, because like it's it, it people need to feel comfortable because I was super intimidated to talk to you the first time because <laughs> I knew that you knew so many things that I had no clue of. Tell so me more. Oh, I'll tell you. <laughs> no. But no, it was it was really important though. But I I was so intimidated. But then I realized that you're as normal as can be and it <laughs> and that you were open to letting people learn. Yeah. And I said normal lightly, Christopher. Don't get excited. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But no, I think it's important that people can realize that they can start from six weeks ago or start tomorrow. Um, And and I think, you know, just having another perspective because I'm not going to be intimidating either. So I encourage them to email me when we get that set up because... I, when I don't know it and can't look it up, I'm going to call you. Yeah, right, <laughs> so. right. A- absolutely. I also want everyone to know that nothing's changing about the show. It's just now there's a person who can call me a dumbass and or who can tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm really hoping that there's some things that we'll disagree on because it'll be interesting to see when dealing with a situation or dealing with a person or dealing with a scenario uh, how the dynamic is on disagreeing. And that leads me to want to say, I, we have a couple of topics that are in the works that are going to be absolutely fantastic. Some amazing shows that we're currently working on that you guys will be hearing in the near future. Some topics that need to be heard. Some topics that are going to be highly controversial, but I think really need to be heard. So please, please keep your eyes and your ears peeled for upcoming episodes. Along with that, episode 101, which will air Saturday, May 9th, will be Carla and I's interview with the Libertarian candidate for governor of the state of Indiana, Donald Rainwater. Carla and Super I will... Excited. Yeah, we'll be Super talking with him. I, I can't wait to hear the questions that you're going to be asking him, and I can't wait to hear what he's got to say. I'm super excited because 
we need rid of Eric Holcomb as quickly as possible. And again, that will air Saturday, May 9th. That'll be episode 101. And along with that, the producers and I are also in the process of reaching out to Dr. Woody Myers, the Democrat candidate running for governor, as well as putting some feelers out for Governor Eric Holcomb to see if we can actually get all three of them on to go over their campaign and to tell you, the listener, why they would be individually the best person for you to elect to hold the office of governor of the state of Indiana. I don't know where Holcomb's going to fall on that because he hasn't gotten a lot of love here, but, you know, he should be able to stand behind his decisions. And more importantly, I really want to be able to give you, the listener, the chance to hear from these individual candidates. Rainwater's coming on. We're in talks with Dr. Woody Myers, and I hope that Holcomb does it, but time will tell. Because I would really like to give Carla, a small business owner, the chance to talk with him. Thank but, you. <laughs> Uh, if he decides not to come on because he can't stand behind his actions, then I will hate on Holcomb for the both of us. <laughs> I will stand uh, here and just grin. While we're talking about Holcomb here for a second, what did you think about the get-out-of-jail-free card that he gave us all? You know, that's the picture that he took where he was basically standing on top of two people. No one was wearing any masks, so there was no social distancing. No one was wearing any masks. So as far as I'm concerned, any business owner can open up, do whatever the hell they want to do. Any person can do whatever they want to do because if they get in trouble, if they get some kind of fine, they can say, ah, 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 here's my get out of jail free card because the governor's doing it. What did you think about that? As someone who's being told you can't work and, and even when you can go back to work, you've got to have masks and gloves and stand on your head mm, in a bucket yeah. of bleach. What um, do you think it, about that? It kind of pissed me off. Like, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Um, it really it really got under my skin. Not because. Now, listen, let's go back to that that First Amendment where you can say what you want. This is my part in that. I feel like if you were going to tell me what needs to happen and what needs to be done and how I can do it and when I can do it and, and have all these restrictions you should be following those same restrictions. So that really kind of got under my skin. I actually seen that earlier. Um, I was pretty amazed because everybody else was griping about how he didn't have a mask on and didn't have all these things. And I'm sure they weren't thinking my standpoint. I'm like, sir, you have been telling me that I can't even go and touch people or be a foot away from them or anything. But yet here you are camping and doing whatever. So it, it, that really got under my skin. <laughs> I can't lie. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's something that uh, I just I was it's it's one of these things that he's saying do as as I say, not as I do type sure. of deal. <laughs> uh, and and that's not, you know, King Eric Holcomb is, uh, you know, living his best life while mm. we're all locked down and, and uh, you know, doing the thing and, and struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so to, 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 to see that it's like, well, wait a minute. So what's he know? Do we, do we not need to wear the masks? Are they, you know, they're, they're telling, they're telling people that, uh, you know, the, you need to wear the masks. Then you're hearing people saying, well, they're not effective. Well, so wait a minute. We need them because it's dangerous and, and it's going to save us or it's not going to save us. They're not the N95 masks. I don't know. It just they, they've, they've been the masters of putting out conflicting information this whole time. But then this was just not a good optics moment 
for the governor. And then I love his statement with the picture. And I don't know if you saw the statement or not. I read it. (laughs) Okay. he, he, He says, for those of you that aren't familiar, he says, I spent the night at the governor's residence in Brown County. I ordered takeout for dinner and ran in to pick it up, leaving my mask in the car. It was a lapse in my usual vigilance. Well, how do we know that? Maybe he just got caught. You know, well, I don't, I'm, yeah, we'll never know. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. That's not okay. <laughs> yeah. I should have gone back out to the car to get my mask. My apologies to all the healthcare professionals and Hoosiers who are working so hard to slow the spread. This has <laughs> been a timely reminder that even a six second snap of a picture requires following the doctor's recommendations to wear a mask while in public. Lesson learned. And I feel like the only lesson he's learned there is not to get caught without, you know, always wear protection, I guess. Uh, Yeah, because a fact he's not going to come out and say, hey, nobody saw me, but I was in a place without a mask on. Like, he's not going to come out and say that. So it's um, one of those things to me. He is on such a platform to everybody in the state, whether they like him or they don't. That's not our opinion. That's theirs. It's cool. But the thing is, is that he influences a ton of people. So for him to go out and do that, it's it's sending out this message. Like you said, do we wear one? Do we not? Are we safe? Are we not? And I just think that the consistency is off, man. They need to have a lot more consistency in this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's the thing. And, and listening to his, his, uh, presser on Friday, I jokingly said, like, you needed a graphing calculator to figure out what the <laughs> hell he was talking about. Because I, in, in my post of that snafu that he he's done, I said, what portion of your five-step, four-phase, three-level, six-subsection six <laughs> plan is this? You know, uh, I'm just... It, what he did was he he essentially gave a, a non-answer answer. So he bought himself eleven more days of people not saying anything, and and, yeah. and he hoped that he bought himself some more time. Well, hey, we are quickly running out of time, but I wanted to tell everyone that this wasn't the big 100th episode I thought it would be. Uh, Thank you, COVID-19. However, it was big in the fact that we now have another voice that you all can hear from. And it's not going to be so nerve-wracking moving forward. We'll get more in a routine of this. But I definitely wanted to thank Carla for coming on and and being a part of this and and helping me out and being uh, able to fight through the nerves and being someone who can speak out and... and and uh, hold her ground. So thank you, Carla. Thank you for just like letting me be on here and letting me learn things from you and hopefully to potentially help somebody else in the future that maybe want to start getting involved. So I thank you for that. Fantastic. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, we ran just a touch long, but it's the big show, the episode 100. So we can do what we want. I want to thank you all for giving Carla the uh, opportunity to speak. And I want to thank you all for listening. Please do your part to share the show with everyone you know. Remember, we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites simply by searching Bilbury Podcast. We can also be found on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bilbury 318. Until next time, stay active, stay involved, stay safe. God bless. We'll look forward to talking to you again real soon. Yeah.
You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember, perception Perception is is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.